Back in 2010, I had just moved to Los Angeles. I was working as a PA on the show So I Think You Can Dance. And so I was PA living in is. this. Oh, sorry. I was working as a production assistant for So I Think You All Can right. Dance. I had just come out to Los Angeles for the summer to work on this show. So I was staying in this apartment that was like with three other people. It was tiny, had no laundry room. So I have to do my laundry at this laundromat down the street. So there's this one day that I was down. Uh, I was like, you know, late at night because I just gotten off work. So it's probably seven o'clock, seven thirty. I go to this laundromat with all my clothes and I'm sitting there and loading stuff into this washer and dryer. And as I'm sitting there, I hear this voice coming from next to me, from the person next to me. And it doesn't sound like a normal voice, so it gets my attention. So I look over and I see this girl. And, you know, fairly well-dressed girl just doing her laundry. She's got a load of, you know, loading in her whites into the, into the washer. And as she's loading them in, she's just putting stuff in and she's just like, Well, that's not right now. And then just, and then just keeps putting stuff in the wash, and it just like stops me in my tracks. I just like, I look over, and I'm just like the hairs on the back of my neck are like going up, and I'm watching her, and I'm like, what was that? And I try not to like just stare, so I keep loading my clothes in, and I'm like, uh, like what is happening over there? So she's keeps doing her stuff. And probably every like 10 to 12 seconds, she's just like, is that what you want? Or like, just ask something. It's like, no, I don't think so. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this girl is acting as if she's, you know, what I would picture someone to act like if they were demon possessed. And now, you know, growing up in the church, you hear the story, you know, you read the stories in the Bible and you hear the stories told about people who are possessed by demons and, you know, Jesus casting them out and things like that. And, you know, at, like growing up and having never come across anyone who was demon possessed, it was one of those things that I was like, is this still something that exists like today? You know, it's something that I was always a little like, I wouldn't say skeptical, like I didn't believe what was in the Bible, but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, you know, it's like people talk to God verbally and audibly, it seems, in the Bible, which, you know, today we don't hear God's voice in that way. So is demon possession also something that, you know, is is of that time, but in this world, it's it's more hidden, you know, it's more secretive and not as openly out there. Because, frankly, I mean, I had never met someone demon-possessed. I had never seen someone demon-possessed. I knew one person who was like a family friend missionary who had spent a lot of time in Africa who had said he had come across a demon-possessed person. And that was the only person in real life I had ever met that had, you know, any type of, um, I wouldn't say, a first-hand experience having come across someone who's demon-possessed. So I was always a little skeptical of if that still exists in the world today. Um, but yeah, so I'm there in the laundromat, and she's she keeps, you know, have, this voice keeps coming out of her, which doesn't sound like a 
female voice. It sounds like a almost like a male voice, and it's very deep and it's very harsh. And so I'm sitting there thinking, this girl is demon possessed. And I'm like, no, no, that can't that can't possibly be. That that's not true. She's probably rehearsing a part. I'm in Los Angeles. You know, like there's probably a script where she has to pretend to be demon possessed that she's practicing while she's here. And so I keep watching her and it, you know, it just keeps happening and I'm watching as it happens. And it's very much like, um, you know, almost, it looks almost like a tick in the sense that it takes over her body kind of uncontrollably in that moment where her face turns in a, in a, in a way that looks not comfortable or not natural and and she keeps you know saying different things and you know there's profanity and different things like that um but also things where it seemed like sentences and then i realized she was talking to the voice sometimes so she'd be putting something in and the voice would say something and she's like well you know that's yeah maybe we'll try that is that not what you want you know and it just would back and forth and so as I'm putting stuff in, I had two feelings that I had. And one is like, okay, how do I get out of here as quickly as possible? And the other one is I have to talk to this person. Like I have to talk to her and see what's going on. And like maybe I can help in some way. You know, like maybe I can pray for her. And so as I'm folding my clothes, you know, it took me a while to like actually get the courage of like watching trying to analyze the situation. Is this real? Is she look like she's faking or pranking me or doing something? But I mean, she just was going about her daily life doing, you know, doing her laundry, not really looking for anyone to notice her, but still this, this kept happening. So finally I just kind of got the courage and I was like, excuse me. I noticed that, you know, I hear this, this voice coming out of you every now and then I notice you're kind of having a conversation with somebody are you like rehearsing for a part or something? Or is like, is this like a role you're practicing? And she smiles at me and you know, she's probably like, I would say she looked like she was like, I at the time I was 27 and she looked like she was you know, right about my age, 28, maybe 30, maybe early thirties. And um, so I asked, you know, are you rehearsing for a part? Is this like for a role? And she looks at me and she smiles, a big, big smile, not what I was picturing whatsoever, just this big smile, just this really pleasant response. And she's like, oh, no, 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 it's not that. There's, um, there's actually uh, someone inside me. She's like, there's actually someone inside me. And it's so crazy because there were, there were a bunch and I was trying to get them out, but this one just won't go away. And she's like, it just won't go away. So it's just, he's been there for a really long time. Or she's, he's been there for, she's like, he's been there for almost about a year now. And yeah, and it's just, you know, he's just there and it's just something that I deal with. But, um, and I was like, hold on, wait, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, can you, I was like, how does that, how'd that happen? Like, how did you get, how did someone end up being inside you? Like, what's, you know, can you explain this to me? And so she, you know, as we're folding our clothes and she, she and she's so well-spoken, so pleasant like it made me believe that me thinking it was even possession was even more accurate because it was so different from this other voice that was coming out of her. And, you know, in Los Angeles, you have a lot of people who are, um, 
you know, we, we, we have a lot of, how do you say this in like a PC way? <laughs> Just mentally unstable. Yeah. I mean, sure, sure. Yes. Like, you know, you walk down the street and there's people screaming things and you know, there's, there's yeah, homeless right. and mentally unstable people and people who are just, you know, yeah. um, a little bit, um, just very different in, in their lives and their personalities. And so I expected her to kind of be a little bit more. Um, and if it was a part, it would have been like a, um, a Marvel with like a female venom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like if she was a Marvel character with a female venom, that would be what was happening right now. Right. So <laughs> it was just so opposite of, you know, what I expected. I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, this is probably just the person who has like a, a you know, mental illness. And, but she was, she was so well-spoken and so kind and so nice. And it was so different from, it's like, so she just sounded so grounded. And the conversation we were having did not seem like somebody who was, um, who, who was, it's so hard to say these kind of things. Like, I don't want to just say crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say, yeah, sure. um, but yeah, so she, it just seemed like she was totally with it. You know, she was totally with it. It's not like she was someone who was incoherent or in some kind of going through life in a alternate universe. She was very grounded in our conversation. So it made it even more. Or on some kind of narcotic or something. Yes. Yeah. It didn't seem like she was on any type of drug or like she was tweaking mm -hmm. out or having some kind of narcotic episode. She was having a normal conversation like you and I are. And, uh, and then she would, while we were talking, while I was talking directly to her, she would have interruptions from the voice. So we're talking, she's like, yeah, this, you know, this guy, um, you know, he is inside me now and he just, don't you tell him about me. And it's just, you know, he's just like there and I just can't really get rid of him right now. And like, so that's how our conversation's going. And so I was like, okay, so hold on. Tell me how did this, like, how, how did this happen? How did someone get inside you? And she goes on to tell me about how she met this person. She has a friend and actually, you know, in real life, not a spirit who they, she's like, I opened myself up. I, I met this friend and he was telling me how I can open myself up to, you know, spirits and other, and other forces. And it would help me with my life. So I opened myself up to to that you know we had like i shouldn't say i don't know if she said the word seance but it was like we had you know we we he showed me how to do it and we were together and i opened myself up and there was like 10 different people who actually came inside of me into my brain and or not into my brain but like she just kept saying like inside like to me it feels like inside my soul you know it felt like what she was explaining mm -hmm. was like these spirits came into her soul into her body um and by, and when she said that, I was like, "Oh, this is how it happens." You know, when she said, it, "I was like, this is how demon possession happens," and it started to become so much more real for me, and I started to feel like I understand. I was understanding more this thing that I've read about for so long, and and was kind of skeptical on. But in this moment, I was like, "These people are opening themselves up in a way that you and I." probably never have and never would do where she was her and this person who was coaching her or walking her through these steps of this new age religion. She, you know, she was opening herself up to allowing these spiritual forces to come into her. 
and this is all very like for me, you know, I'm quite a skeptic. I don't want to say a skeptic, but um, you know, I'm not one cautious. who just yeah, I'm 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 cautious. I don't always believe when people tell me a ghost story. I'm you know, I'm mm-hmm. like I'm like yeah, it's probably carbon monoxide leak in your house and that's why you had this weird vision of a ghost or like oh there's other ways to explain that yeah maybe it was creaking in the pipes i always have a way to explain stuff but as she was telling me the story i was like okay this is this feels very real and this is actually making sense now because i'm seeing what she did for this to happen so she goes on to tell me she's like yeah i opened myself up and these you know, like 12 people came inside of me and I could hear them and they were all there. And it was really a revelation. It was so, it was really amazing. And she's like, but I, and I was able to get rid of them all over time, but this one, I can't get him to leave. And she's like, this one has been around. And, but then she, and so in my mind, I'm like, oh no, like she's, this is like a you know, really scary and this is a problem and she's probably upset about this and maybe has been trying to get this thing out. And she says, but I mean, I must be really special because like he chose me. He chose me and he's inside of me. And it just, it kept clicking where I'm like, like she's seeking what we find in God, what we find in Jesus and our relationship there. She's seeking it from other spirits, other sources, and allowed this foreign spirit to enter her and come inside of her the same way I, what I was, what I interpret as the same way we accept Christ, you know, the same way we, we have our belief in, in Jesus and God. And we believe in that and accept him into our life. And we feel that Holy spirit. She Mm -hmm. accepted this other spirit, which we can call a demon, if you will. So she, so she says, yeah, he's, so he's inside me and I, I must be really special because he chose me. And she's like, and it's really annoying because, you know, I can't control what he says and does or not does, but I can't control what he says. But, you know, it's, you know, it's something that I've just kind of come to live with and, and deal with. And she's like, you know, maybe he'll, you know, maybe it's been like a year now and, um, you know, he's still there. And so at that point, I started to get even more creeped out because everything she's saying now sounds so real and not like the ramblings of a crazy person. It it mm-hmm. sounds like very sound. I'm like, this is how it happened. This makes sense. This is why it normally doesn't happen. And we don't see it very often um, in our daily lives because not many people are probably just opening themselves up spiritually to allow other things to enter. So I feel like at that point I was very conflicted because I had two options. I was like, okay, I can either go and like lay hands on her and try to exercise a demon in this laundromat, or I can just tell her, that I'm going to pray for her and stay as far away from her as I possibly can and not try to touch her for fear of like some supernatural power, you know, uh, affecting me. Mm -hmm. And I think at the time, and I, you know, it's kind of, 
I don't want to say I'm like ashamed of it, but at the time I, I didn't have that kind of faith in myself or in, in God working through me to think that I could be the one to go over and exercise a demon from someone. You know, it yeah. was like, it just felt like it was, it was beyond me. And I know, you know, the Bible says, you know, God will, you know, if you have faith as strong as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. But at that time I was like, I don't want to get close to this mountain. This mountain terrifies me. <laughs> like, I don't think this is something <laughs> that I should be doing. Yeah. Well, in essence too, I think it's, um, I mean, we're responsible for ourselves. It's kind of a, the church in general's fault that's made Christianity a, a religious thing. And if you see what you're actually being taught real in the world, it's shocking. Um, you know, when the reality is if what we were being taught, we could live on the street is um, greater is he that's in us than he that's out there. And if that would pop in our minds, if we were taught more of that kind of thing, you know, then we'd handle situations uh, a little less on the on the back foot, but yeah, yeah. So it's shocking. So how did how did that? Yeah. One end? So yeah. So it was shocking. So you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, you know, she seems okay with her situation. It's not like she was like, I'm, I'm in pain. I'm devastated. Please help me. She was more like, yeah, this is my life and this is how I'm going through it. <clears throat> no, I'm going through it. You know, like that's what it was more like. And so I was like, all right, it's like she's asking me to help. I'm going to kind of let myself out on this one. We kind of stopped talking at that point and we're just folding our clothes and she had told me the story. So before I left, I, I walked over and I said, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, if, if you'd like, I'm going to just, I'm going to pray for you when I, when I get home and. And just maybe I can help, you know, maybe it'll help you get rid of this, this last, you know, guy that you have still hanging around. And she kind of smiled and laughed. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. She's like, you know, I've tried, but yeah, that's sure. Go ahead. Thanks. And yeah, that's kind of how we ended it. But there's one thing that, that when I first was talking to her, um, and, and I mean, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier in the story, but there was one point while we were talking that as she was folding the clothes and we're talking, she, the voice came out of her and she did like a twitch with her face where she goes, we're talking and she's like, okay, yeah, yeah. So this, you know, there's this guy inside of me and he, don't you do that. And as she did it, I kid you not, Ken, kid you not. I saw it looked like something was like crawling under her skin. Like it was like protruding and pushing out and kind of moving through her face. Like a scarab beetle in the movie, The Mummy. I don't know if you remember that movie where they like. Mm -hmm. sure. And it was the, it was the craziest thing that I've ever seen in a person. And it was so, and I remember it so distinctly because after it happened, like, I mean, the, the hairs on my hand stood up and I was like, oh my gosh, like, like in my mind, it was like, this is like, you know, the demon inside of her. And it was, it was such a trippy thing to see that when I got home, I went to the mirror and I started like trying to figure out 
how you do that with your muscles in your neck or with your face. And I was trying to like tense my muscles and like move my tongue around to see if like there was something she could have been doing that made it appear that way because it was such mm-hmm. a creepy, like supernatural looking physical representation of what was happening inside of her happening where I could see it, that it was, it made the hairs on that on my arm stand up and I wanted to figure out how do I, how do I validate that this was something physical that can be done that's not supernatural and it wasn't the demon that I was visually seeing inside of her. Like, how can I make myself believe that that's what was happening and anyone could have done it with the right flexing of their muscles and it wasn't actually, Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually seeing a physical representation of some demon inside of her. And so I went home and I was like, how did she, what did she do to make that happen? And I, for the life of me, could not replicate it. So, So to this day, I still feel like what I saw in that moment, you know, ah, it sounds so silly saying yeah. it. It sounds so silly saying it, but uh, it's no. like, so she has a reason to believe what she believes. Uh, she doesn't have a biblical understanding of it. Correct. Uh, she thinks she's special, uh, for having that. But in your faith, what makes your faith real to you and not just like liturgy in a book because she could read a book about that stuff and believe or not believe it but she has a reason to know it's real even if she has a misunderstanding of what's what's going on right so i mean it's interesting because i in the way i feel christ and see god's work in my life it's what makes it's what makes what we read into fact and into truth as opposed to just being a story that we read and it's like oh i choose to believe this story without any real feeling or physical um truth that i see in the world around me like i i do see that physical truth in the world around me of what we read in the bible and i you know you feel that inside and you feel that spirit at work in you and you see it in work in other people um and i think for her it's you know, it, there's two parts to it. There's one that's she has that belief now in this new age religion that has a where she's allowed the spirit to be inside of her and it's very real and it's a demon and it's of the Bible in the same way where that demons existed in, in Christ's time, they exist today. And this was it where I could see it actually happening for real in front of me. But then there's the other side of it where it's like, is this her, like, like, are we protected from these things through Christ? Are humans protected from it? And this is just her believing in something that she's trying to grasp for something to make her feel more special and feel more important and feel chosen and feel like she has a meaningful life on this earth. And by doing so, she's created this idea that something has chosen her and is inside of her and there's a voice inside of her, but me, but it's all just her own manifestations inside of her that are creating it. You know, is it, is it from her wanting to believe in an alternate source that's not God or is it an actual demon 
that's inside of her and this the spiritual warfare that we read about in the Bible. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, is it? It's tough because you know you hear Christians say like, "Yes, we are at battle with demons, with spirits every day in our life." And I've talked to other Christians who are like, "No, no, Christ won that battle when He died for us on the cross." And now it's just, we just have to make the choice whether or not we accept that sacrifice and we accept that victory. And spirits aren't, you know, infiltrating people left and right because that battle has already been won. So, you know, I hear two sides of that and it's like, okay, well, which one is it? Is she actually, you know, infected by a demon that exists in the world as part of the battle between good and evil? Or is she just seeking what we have in Christ, the love and the, the, you know, having that meaning in our life, knowing why we're here and why God placed us on this earth and what we're supposed to do here. Yeah. So I've had kind of neutral ground people that don't have really a knowledge either way. They just see spirits in movies or stories like yours. And if you remove our church ears and listen to their perspective that, don't have a church ears or a background when they hear, well, we live by the spirit. You're supposed to walk by the spirit. And uh, it sounds just as creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Here's a spirit in this person. And then you have church people talking about that. They have a spirit in them and the whole thing sounds something that they want to just leave the laundry mat over. So can you, to that person, because you even mentioned like, well, the spirit in me, when we're telling a horror story about a spirit crawling up somebody's neck, what is the, <laughs> what is your experience when you say, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. To that person, yes. what is the difference? Is there okay. a spirit crawling up your neck? Yeah, sure. Sure. When I, yeah, <laughs> that's really funny when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah she's got an evil well, we spirit don't hear her, our... but my spirit is like cool we... and like helps me out <laughs> yeah yeah and it's my friend and i feel special <laughs> yeah <and> I, yeah <laughs> it makes me feel you know god god chose me yeah um but you can see if you put it in that way it's like it can sound just to the person that doesn't have that perspective it sounds the same as that lady does to you so absolutely. um so yeah. So would, explain like your experience when a Christian says um, the spirit's leading me, or 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 the spirit would protect me sure. from that evil spirit and kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess you know, as a Christian, since since becoming a Christian at a young age, what I have felt in situations of fear or um, fear or just times when I was times when I'm afraid or confused or don't know what to do or just perplexed or frustrated or feel or feeling depressed that's when I feel the Holy Spirit um, you know the, the the power of God working inside of me and it feels like, to me, it feels like more than just my consciousness telling me what to do and deciphering in, in an analytical way. Everything, you know, it's not just my brain. It doesn't feel like it's just my brain saying, calm down. This is what you're going to do. Everything's going to be okay. 
these things happen, be at peace. It's because it's, it's a greater power than what it feels like I could just do for myself. Because in those moments, I am afraid or I am sad or I am confused or conflicted. And it feels like, you know, the will of God or the, the power of God is, is giving you a peace and, and kind of helping you, you know, when you pray, what I've experienced is that it gives you a peace and it helps you to know that God has a plan. And even though you don't understand it, and it sounds so cheesy because you hear people say that all the time in my industry, especially people get, I've they get voted right on. can be right. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a joke on this, you know, in the industry that I work in, um, reality television where, when someone gets kicked off a show or eliminated or the judges don't put them through and you say, what, you know, what happened? What happened up there? And you get this response and they say, I guess it's just not in God's plan. I guess it's just not in God's plan. And it feels like a escape or it feels like an excuse to not have to deal with your actions of choosing the wrong song or not practicing hard enough, or maybe there's people out there who's, mm -hmm. who are just better than you. And so it's kind of become this joke where it's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's God's plan. It's not that you just could have practiced like 10,000 hours more to make yourself more of an expert at this talent or, you know, it's because it's like, Oh, I guess it's just God's plan. It's not because you sang off key. It's just, it's cause it's not God's plan. Right. You know? So it's like, I, I don't, and so even now saying that it sounds to me, it's like, it, it, I don't want it to sound like a cliche, but you know, knowing that God does have a plan and that he has power to, to protect you and help you in the ways he speaks about in the Bible, having that spirit inside you and having that belief in God, I feel like creates a peace and is a comfort to our lives. Whereas with the girl who I spoke to in the laundromat, it looked everything but comfortable. It seemed like she was having a battle over her own body with this other voice. This voice was choosing what she would say when she was just trying to have a conversation with me and she was being interrupted by this voice. Um, it did, you know, it seemed like it, it wasn't a peaceful spirit that was helping to guide you via calming you and helping you make the right choices and you being able to read <laughs> the book, which explains, um, man, even that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what if she has a book? What if she has a book that tells her that these spirits help her? <laughs> Anyone can read a book. Um, that's a good question. Well, it's, it's a difference it's a between question. what we would talk. I know it's a, it's hard. It's a difference between um, freedom and slavery when you're talking spiritual, right? Absolutely, right. It's um, yeah, it's the difference between being able to make choices that are being guided by a spirit that loves you and wants to help you, versus being controlled by one that doesn't care what you're doing or what you want to happen in your life. It just wants to have power over you and control your body and your voice and what you're doing. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to her. Hopefully me praying for her when I got home helped. Uh, 
but yeah, it's you know you wonder what happens when someone just releases themselves to that spirit, like when someone just allows that to take over their body and doesn't try to push it out as she was doing. You know how much, yeah, you could could she become a slave to the spirit that's inside her, versus being free and having a spirit like Christ and the Holy Spirit and God to help you have a better life. So the answer to your earlier question is the battle continues. The battle continues. Oh, no.